What's going on, guys? AJ here bringing you yet another episode of the E1B2 podcast brought to you by, presented by, powered by the amazing MindStand Technologies organization. I'm so excited about today's episode. We are going to be getting into why people are quitting their jobs in the 2022 world heading into 2023. Life is going crazy. You know, we got monkeypox out here. We have... Um, we have COVID still swirling and circling around the world. We have um, still, still, there are still major DEI and racial issues that are swirling and circling. Um, there's a lot happening. So I think the fact that lots of human beings are quitting their jobs and there's many reasons behind why they're quitting their jobs is something that many organizations are obviously keeping their eye on and many heads of people. Many COOs, CEOs, individuals listening, we all have to be very cognizant of these variables, cognizant of the reasons, cognizant of, of the psychological factors behind these reasonings, and, and really trying to figure out what we inevitably need to do to, to make a difference, what we need to do to, to make, something, um, make something happen, make something different, make something change. Um, this, is, this, is not, this is not okay. This is not good. This is not something that I think any organization wants to deal with. And um, and and it's something that I think is incredibly, incredibly important. So for me, as I think about trying to inevitably determine, inevitably determine what we want to do as it pertains to new hires and, and current employees and why folks are leaving organizations is let's unpack some of the reasonings and, and let's give a few variables that can that can support every single organization listening around how to tactically approach some of these reasonings. So the first reason here that we have 20, 26%, and this is a poll from Statissa, not sure where that is, but I believe that is an organization backed by Gallup, and they have actually surveyed 13,000 employees across Australia, Canada, India, United Kingdom, United States, um, Oh, they're actually in, in correlation and partnership with um, McKinsey, McKinsey and Company. And so number one, they said lack of support for health and well-being is the number one factor here. And so um, or, or actually the number six factor. So 26% of employees are quitting their job for lack of support for health and well-being. Now, this can be something that is incredibly easy to fix. I recommend that every chief people officer, HR directors, Leaders and managers within teams create surveys and conduct one-on-one one-on-one moments and define what wealth and well-being means for the organization and what is in place currently, and then understand and get the definition from each and every individual employee. Look at the differences, look at the gap in the middle, and then be able to fill in those gaps. It could be your insurance, it could be the benefits, it could be the support around mental health, it could be the support around how you handle the COVID-19 variables, it could be how you're proactively providing internal internal communications around the health that's that's circling and swirling around the world today. It could be how you're supporting burnout within your organizations and how you're 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 paying attention to or not paying attention to burnout. It could be many, many factors. So taking those individual managers or chief people officers and having one-on-one -on -one conversations to understand the differences between the organization's point of view on lack of support, not lack of support, the organization's perspective and variables on health and well-being and the 
the employee's perspective on health and well-being and then looking in the gap in the middle and making some differences there. 26% are also correlating to a lack of workplace flexibility. This is a lot of lack of internal mobility modes. I think every single leader listening today should be researching what our internal, internal mobility looks like, how to do so tactically and strategically, how to really make a substantial impact for any and all employees when it comes to internal mobility. I'll give you a very quick one. Every single employee probably has a perspective around how they would like to shift and mold their role to behoove their interests, to, to behoove their career mapping, long-term goals. So I think if you can really figure out how to build some flexibility within within their role, within their deliverables, within their workflow, within their tasks, within the teams that they work with, I think this can give you a lot of a lot of great impact. Another 26% said unreliable and unsupportive colleagues. Once again, I think a lot of team alignment work will be great. There are so many consultants out here that work on team alignment. I think also having a lot of um a lot of retrospective type meetings where you're, we're looking back over the last six or eight months in a group format where everyone has a lot of psychological safety and every single team member can kind of say to each other, hey, this is what I feel and how I felt due to these unreliable moments and unsupportive colleague moments and things that I felt like you weren't supporting me on or things where I felt like you dropped the ball on. And then looking in the workflows, looking in the tools, looking in their internal comms, looking into the systems and putting your employees in the forefront to make some of these adjustments and some of these differences and the, these changes. Another 29% said unsustainable work expectations. Once again, I think going to your employees and saying, look, tell us what you're seeing in the market. Tell us what we're what you're seeing within the day-to-day within this organization. How can we adjust some of the expectations here? How can we adjust some of the norms, some of the comms, some of the systems? How can we adjust where we should be driving and pushing the motivation and the energy and the focus and the force of our workforce connected to what you're seeing strategically within the within the overall industry and how can we make changes and how can we make differences? The, the lack of meaningful work is 31%. Uncaring and unaspiring leaders is 34%. I think this is a huge one as well. Leaders, you should actually, I'll give you a very tactical one. You should be doing a complete audit of your organization and the leaders that are in those leadership positions. And you should be creating a rubric around what a leader means for your company. And if you have individuals in leadership positions that are not technically people leaders, this could give a lot of insights around the uncaring and uninspiring leaders and readjusting that. Being comfortable as an organization, putting folks that maybe are not the best tactical and best um, black and white type leaders from from an X's and O's perspective, but putting some leaders in place that may know the skill, may know the work well enough, but are more inspiring, more caring, more supportive type leaders that can put some new systems and some new modes in place to really build out some of those variables where everyone can win um, and, and have leaders that are really going to provide a lot more meaningful support to to those leaders. And then the last one here is 41% are correlating their, their reason of quitting to lack of career development and advancement. You know, this is a huge one for me personally, right? So this is taking each and every chief people officer listening, each and every HR director listening, each and every CEO listening, each and every leader listening into, into, inside of these teams and, and, and organizations here and really understanding at a one by one by one by one level, where does each and every individual, each and every employee, each and every professional, where do they want to go from a career mapping, career advancement perspective, understand to the T and then give them a black and white tactical approach 
to be able to get there. Keith Ferrazzi and Christine Comerford, I believe in episodes 98, episodes 107, episodes 345, I believe they talked heavily around what it means to add a career mapping perspective. You need to be able to give Sally Joe a complete X's and O's step-by-step process, understanding, and information around how they can go, how she can go from an account manager making 95000 to a VP of sales making 247 each and every, each and everything she needs to learn, each and everything she needs to do, each and every relationship she has to make, how she needs to improve strategically, how she needs to improve motivation-wise, how she needs to improve certification-wise. You should be able to give this person a complete blueprint strategically, tactically, also from an L&D perspective where she can to a T, understand what she needs to do to be able to make that happen. So I think for me, as we look at this list, every single company listening, leader listening, head of people listening needs to understand that there are so many factors that are being um, the source of why individuals are leaving companies. And we need to think more about this as we move forward. Thank you so much. This is AJ, VP of Partnerships here at MindStand, and I'm hoping I was able to bring you value. Thanks a lot.